from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I am your host, Mike De Niro. Today, we're going to have a super stack show for you. But before we do, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Everywhere, every single place, every single country, every single continent, we got fans. Maybe, maybe not Antarctica. I don't know. Maybe not Antarctica. But we got fans from all over the world, and we want to thank all the supporters. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Thank you so much for stepping in your seatbelt on a daily basis in the Wrestling DeLorean and going on this ride with me. I always try to make it fun for our listeners. You know, you know, some people they hate on it, but fuck the haters. Anyway. I hope everyone is having a great day. If you don't already, make sure you check out the Twitter page at W underscore DeLorean Podcast. If you're not into Twitter and you're more of an Instagram person, make sure you check us out at Wrestling DeLorean Pod on Instagram. If you're like these little girls that do these TikTok videos, make sure you can check us out on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And if you want to see the visuals, because some people want the visuals, go to YouTube, Wrestling DeLorean Podcast on YouTube. You don't want to miss it. Like I said, we have a stack show for you today. We're going to be talking all about the news and notes around the wrestling world. We're going to go back in time like we do every Friday. And we're going to be talking about ECW Hardcore TV and a whole lot more. So stay tuned. We're going to have a great show for everybody today. Happy Friday. We're going to end this week off right. And we're going to do it right now. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for making me a part of your morning routine Thank God it is Friday. It was a long week. We're going to get into the show right away. We're going to end you guys off right this week. You're going to be going into the weekend the right way. You're going to be strolling down inside of the wrestling DeLorean going into the weekend looking like a superstar. Anyway, anyway, calm down. Calm down. Take a breather. Anyway, let's talk about the news and notes around the wrestling world. It is being reported by, well, we got a lot of news and notes coming out of our good friend Dave Meltzer. It is being reported by the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that Tanahashi and John Moxley may be signed for AEW's All Out pay-per-view on September 5th. If we do indeed get Tanahashi versus John Moxley, I think that it is going to be a huge match. It is by far the biggest crossover match between AEW and New Japan so far. And it should be really, really well done. I think that to see a guy like Tanahashi, if the rumors are true, added to the surprises of All Out, added to the stacked roster, you know, by then CM Punk will probably already debut. You'll have Kenny Omega in the main event. We'll talk about that later on. But it should be really, really fun. 
Speaking of Tanahashi, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Lance Archer for the IWGP US Champion will not be going down in AEW. It will be going down at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Resurgence United States show. So, I mean, people are a little upset about this, but come on. New Japan Pro Wrestling is putting their title on the line at a New Japan show. Is that anything to be upset about? It's common sense, people. New Japan Pro Wrestling doesn't have to have this title always defended in AEW. Then again, why not? I mean... I personally think that it's a good match for New Japan Resurgence. It is a return, so to speak, for Lance Archer to a New Japan show. Lance Archer was with New Japan for quite some years, part of that killer elite squad along with Harry Smith. So, really cool to see Lance Archer back associated with New Japan and to see him going against the top guy of New Japan, the ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi. So, a lot of Tanahashi news coming into the coming months with him in AEW, him fighting for the IWGP US Champion. Should be lots of fun to see. Speaking of AEW, we have a lot of AEW news today. A lot of AEW news. And then we got some WWE news, but a lot of AEW news. AEW had a whopping 1.108 million viewers. It is so good to see AEW stay in that million viewer range. Really seeing that the crowd that is watching AEW is obviously enjoying the product because if they were not, they would go bye-bye. And they not go bye-bye, they go stay-stay. So that's why they're still here. That's why we're still over a million every single week. So that's really cool for AEW. The the, the numbers are, all, are only going to rise as AEW continues to get new stars like the rumored CM Punk, the rumored Brian Danielson. And even if they didn't get these stars, AEW puts on a hell of a product week in and week out anyway with the stars that they have. So I don't want to give all the credit to CM Punk or Brian Danielson. Not when you got guys like Kenny Omega, Hangman Page, Cody Rhodes, Malachi Black, Orange Cassidy, Darby Allin, Miro, the Young Bucks, uh, Dark Order. All these guys, everyone on the roster busting their ass week in and week out. Can't give all the credit to CM Punk and Brian Danielson who are both not even there yet. Um, quite some controversy in AEW. During the main event of Fight for the Fallen, we had, you know, the death match between Nick Gage and Chris Jericho. There was a moment where when they went to the picture-in-picture break, there was a ironic commercial for Domino's Pizza while we saw Nick Gage carving Chris Jericho up with a pizza cutter. Domino's was not happy about this and are threatening to pull all their advertisements from TNT due to the fact that they do not want to be associated with the violence of AEW. To that I say, Domino's, shut up. Anyway, Vince McMahon commented on AEW yesterday. He was on the conference call for the stockholders of the WWE. And he was asked about AEW being competition. He says that he in no way sees AEW as competition. He doesn't know where their investments go towards. He says they're nowhere on the level of the competition of what the WCW was. Um, You know, Vince, Vince is, what is he supposed to say? Oh, well, AEW is starting to seem a lot better than us. Uh, no, of course, Vince is going to be pompous, petty, and cocky like he always is. So, he, he talked his little shit. He had his little, you know, threw in his little, oh, well, they have a lot of our stars. We will give them more stars soon. <laughs> pal. <laughs> it's really weird. This McMahon is really 
weird, okay? He's a weirdo. He lives in his own world. This McMahon is Walt Disney, you know what I mean? A guy who's an outsider and a weirdo everywhere else, but in his own world, he's the king. So, I don't know. What is he supposed to say? He's not going to give AEW any credit, of course. You know, of course he's going to talk his shit, but it is what it is. It is being reported also by Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that we will no longer be getting Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page at All Out. I thought that the build for these two was going really well. The crowd seemed really behind Hangman Page, but it seems like him losing the title shot this past week on AEW was just that. He lost his title shot. I thought that was just like another roller coaster plot twist before we get to the pay-per-view. But, yeah, at this current moment, Hangman Page will not be wrestling Kenny Omega for the world champion at All Out. And I'm a little disappointed by it. Who else would you put in that spot? I know I've seen some people saying Christian Cage. I would like to see Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega, of course. But right now, Hangman Page is hot as hell. I don't know why they would make this sudden change. I don't know why you won't go with the hot hand. It is very hard to skip over the hot hand and then try to get the crowd to stay behind the hot hand. Because we've seen that with guys in the past in the WWE with like Braun Strowman, for example, where at one point Braun Strowman was hot. The crowd was behind him. They wanted Braun Strowman to be the guy to dethrone Brock Lesnar. And when it didn't happen the first three, four times, no one cared when Braun Strowman did finally win the champion. When you don't play the hot hand, it's hard to get that same feedback that you're getting now when you push it to a couple more months. I gotta say, you don't want Hangman Page to seem stale. You don't want Hangman Page to not get that crowd reaction like he was getting these past couple weeks. In my opinion, go with Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega for the title. I, I think it's the only story that makes sense at the moment. Unless they have the crossover with Impact in New Japan and we get Kenny Omega versus Jay White like they've been teasing on Impact Wrestling. Hell, maybe we get a super match between Kenny Omega and another member of the New Japan Pro Wrestling roster. I would love to see Kenny Omega versus Okada in the United States, but that's just me having wishful thinking. But I mean, we shall see what happens. Also in the news today... It was announced that the original plans for Karrion Cross was for him to lose yet again to Jeff Hardy. But Jeff Hardy came down with the old COVID. And that's why Karrion Cross did not face Jeff Hardy. He instead faced Keith Lee who got the victory. Oh, I mean he got the victory over Keith Lee. So he went and the original plans of him continuing to lose are no more. Thank God. Because them doing that to Karrion Cross would be absolutely stupid. Now I know there's some rumors of... Scarlet Bardot possibly coming into Raw and Karen Cross goes on a losing streak until Scarlet comes and helps him or some bullshit like that. But I gotta say, man, I am not impressed with the main roster run so far of Karrion Cross. And the original plans, I would have hated it even more if it happened. We shall see where this goes, but I am not impressed. And this is coming from a Karrion Cross fan. We shall see. Anyway, when we come back, we is about to get extreme. We're going to have the next episode of This Is Extreme. We'll be talking about the 
August 26, 1997 edition of ECW Hardcore TV, live from the Elks Lodge, the madhouse of Extreme in Queens, New York. So stay tuned. We will be right back. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being... I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. powerful is cox internet so powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard get gig speeds powered by fiber from cox it's internet built for tomorrow today internet delivered through cox's hybrid fiber coax network speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms and other restrictions apply to the latest edition of ECW, This is Extreme, where we talk about hardcore TV on a weekly basis. We bring you back in time here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast to the land of extreme EC freaking W, which we love doing. We end every week right while we talk about ECW. You can't, you can't go wrong talking about the land of extreme, right? Anyway... Today we have a super stacked episode. We have a lot of wrestling on the show. Unlike last week's wrestling, we did not have a lot of wrestling. We had a lot of promo work and character development. But not this week. We have a lot of wrestling. Three really good matches on this show from August 26, 1997. ECW Hardcore TV live from the Elks Lodge in Queens, New York. want to say Queens, New York, the outside always looks so phenomenal on ECW TV. If I could go back in time, there would be two arenas that I would love to see ECW in. Of course, the South Philly Arena, the Bingo Hall, the ECW Arena, but also I would love to go back in time and watch ECW live from the Elks Lodge because the Madhouse of Extreme was just that, an absolute madhouse. Everybody was going wild. Everybody goes crazy. The whole crowd from start to finish is 
just so alive during this time period. It don't even matter who's in the ring. It don't even matter who's wrestling. Hell, Pablo Marquez had a matchup on the show against Taz. And it didn't even matter that Taz was going against Pablo Marquez. They were going for everybody. Everybody got a reaction in New York City. And that was what was so awesome about ECW in this time period. We also, on this episode, see the emergence of Al Snow as he takes himself from mediocrity, from Leaf Cassidy, and goes into the main event scene as he takes the ECW champion Shane Douglas to the absolute limit in this show. This was a super stack show. I, I, I can't wait to get into it. Starting next week, though, like I said, for making an impact in the TNA show and for the NWA TNA show, Instead of talking about just one episode a week, I will be bringing multiple episodes a week because it's, it's only right, you know what I mean? We want to start going through this a little faster. Not because I want to get it done, but I get so excited to see the next week. I don't want to wait a week. So going forward, we'll, we'll talk about multiple weeks here on This Is Extreme. We'll talk about multiple weeks on Making the Headline. We'll talk about multiple weeks on NWA TNA. Yeah, we might talk about multiple weeks here on making, uh, not making it, like, um, the fight for Monday night where we're talking about WCW and Raw. But right now, this is Extreme. Let's talk about Hardcore TV from August 26, 1997. Like I said, we were live from the Elks Lodge in Queens, New York, better known as the Madhouse of Extreme. The show starts out with Joey Styles welcoming, up, welcoming us to the show. He's quickly interrupted by none other than Rick Rude. Joey Styles says basically the same thing that he said at the pay-per-view. He says, I know that you had a neck injury. I know you had to retire from wrestling. But I will be willing to put myself in the hospital by saying that you're a sellout. You turned your back on ECW. You're now in the WWF. You're a bodyguard for a stripper like Shawn Michaels. He basically runs down Rick Rude and then runs off. He says, I don't want no part of this. Gives Rick Rude the microphone and his leaves. Rick Rude starts to run down the fans of New York City, calling them sweat hogs. And he says, what would I like to have right now? Is you know, doing the whole Rick Rude stuff. He then brings out his client, the franchise Shane Douglas, the current ECW world champion. He says that he's going to make Shane Douglas a better champion by giving him proper challengers for that belt. So, tonight, we're going to have a challenge for the ECW World Heavyweight Champion to start off ECW Hardcore TV, and it is none other than Al Snow. The last time we've seen Al Snow here in ECW was at the Hardcore Heaven 1997 pay-per-view when he faced Rob Van Dam in a singles matchup, and it was a really good matchup. Al Snow showing that he's a lot more than just Leaf Cassidy, a.k.a. the new Rockers with Marty Jannetty on WWF television. He is a legit professional wrestler who needs to be taken serious. And he also proved that here against the franchise Shane Douglas because this matchup got a lot of time. It went about 20 minutes. And for a lot of this matchup, Al Snow took it to Shane Douglas. This guy who was a jobber on one show comes to this show and shows that he is more than capable of being a serious professional wrestler. And he's more than capable of taking the ECW champion away from Shane Douglas. This was a really close up. This is a really close matchup. It was a lot of fun too. But in the end, Shane Douglas picks up the victory over Al Snow. But Al Snow was just that. He was just a second away from winning the ECW champion. He was so close. 
So I like where they're going with this, and I am excited to see more Al Snow on this show and to see where they go next with this. Next on the show, we have Taz versus Pablo Marquez. And Taz, who is the current ECW television champion, is an absolute badass killing machine at this time. You better watch out. He's a war machine. No pun intended. It was really, really good here. Taz. It's funny because Pablo Marquez got a lot more cheers in Philly than he did in New York. But Taz is the hometown boy. Live here. He lives in Red Hook, Brooklyn. He destroyed Pablo Marquez. Choked him out. Made quick work of him. Next, we got Jenna Jameson. She's still here in ECW. And we go to the main event. A rematch from last week's ECW Hardcore TV. We got Rob Van Dam versus the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. This was another really good matchup. Lately on ECW television, we've been getting some good matches. Last week, it was a lot more storyline development. And it was a lot of, uh, you know rundown of what we saw at Hardcore Heaven 97, but now that we got Hardcore Heaven 97 in the rearview mirror, we got a lot more matches and we got a lot more storylines to build up for the current road to the next pay-per-view, which at this point, it was not announced what the next pay-per-view even is, but you could best believe ECW has the next pay-per-view and it will be covered here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast, but this was a rematch of last week. Rob Van Dam and Tommy Dreamer always had really good chemistry with each other. This was a really good matchup. Tommy Dreamer pulling out all the stops. He hits a frog splash of his own from the top rope, and it looked really good, too. Tommy Dreamer picks up the victory. This is the first Rob Van Dam loss in quite a while. But Tommy Dreamer cannot celebrate for long because in comes the homicidal, suicidal, genocidal, death-defying Sabu. He comes out. He attacks Tommy Dreamer. Rob Van Dam and Sabu... Just like last week, double team and destroy Tommy Dreamer as Bill Afonso's holding uh, Beulah McGillicuddy to watch. In the end, Rob Van Dam and Sabu just lay out Tommy Dreamer. He's laid out. He's a bloody carcass. And then the mother of all disrespects, Sabu pulls out a WWF flag. And Rob Van Dam and Sabu bury the heart and soul of ECW Tommy Dreamer under the flag and logo of the World Wrestling Federation. Getting a lot of heat. The crowd booed the hell out of this. But Rob Van Dam and Sabu still playing off of their Mr. Monday Night. Playing off of their alliance with Jeff... With Jeff Jarrett. Whoa. Sorry, slap nuts. I meant to say with their alliance from Jerry Lawler. And ECW still having this storyline with the WWF. It's pretty cool. But that's how ECW goes off the air with Sabu and RVD burying the carcass of Tommy Dreamer under the flag of the WWF. This was a really good episode of ECW Hardcore TV. I enjoyed it. I thought that it was better than last week because last week was a lot more recap of the pay-per-view. I think a star was made with Al Snow. I think that Taz is awesome, and I can't wait to see where Tommy Dreamer versus RVD goes on from here. we got to see a Tommy Dreamer-Sabu match coming up because, damn, Sabu keeps interfering in these matches with Tommy Dreamer and Rob Van Dam. So... I'm excited to see where we go. Like I said, next week we'll be bringing two episodes of ECW Hardcore TV to you guys. So stay tuned for that. I hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. It was a great week here for the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. And it is all due to your support. Thank you so much. If you don't already, follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. TikTok and Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And follow us and subscribe to the YouTube channel for all the visuals from the podcast. Check out the interview with 
Vince Russo, the interview with Homicide, the interview with Nick Gage. Check out our co-podcast with the Dirty Heels. A lot of more fun stuff coming. We got a lot more fun interviews coming that's going to really shock the world. So thank you so much for supporting and riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Hope everyone has a good weekend. Stay safe, stay positive, stay strong. One love. Peace out. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.